I said, what up, dumb, dumb? What up, dumb, dumb? Hey, dummy, dumb, dummy, dumb, dumb. What up, dumb, dumb? What up, dumb, dumb? You are dumb. Oh, that's a really good. Uh, I think we should use that as our opening music. I think we only lost like 98% of our our listenership while you sang. Congratulations. You got, you got something better? Than that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. All day. <laughs> All day, dumb, dumb. All day. But I also want to say, is our new standard now that we're technically, not technically, now that we are formally and officially retired from the Navy, uh, I just want to know going forward, is our new standard to be eight minutes late? Because you were eight minutes late. Yes. Silence. The silence is done. So I'll just log in eight minutes later from now on for our future podcasts. I was having a dad parenting issue mm. with my four-year-old son who has COVID and has an attitude. So next question, also mm -hmm. equally important. Are excuses going to become a normal part of our daily lives now that we're also out? Yes. The five basic laws, those five go, basic responses, I'm sorry. Those, those go, go away. away after you're retired from the military. <laughs> okay. All right. So no, sir, no excuse, sir. That one's gone. Got that it. has gone. Anything else I should know about before we do our dumb dudes? Do you have anything else that you think is really funny? to talk about none of this is funny Stuart. this is very serious stuff uh, none of this is funny <laughs> not at all what's your uh, what's your dumb deep thought today a dumb deep thought is inspired by this book i'm wrapping up uh pretty good book it, it it's it was good in that uh it, it was very well if you're a mobile home investor it's an awesome book. If you're a mobile investor, then you know who Lonnie Scruggs is because he's like the OG of, of mobile home investing. What mm -hmm. I liked about it, I'm not a mobile home investor per se. Well, you kind of are. Like specifically, we well, no, he, he like his, parks. right, but that's a park. He is like a mobile home. Mm -hmm. His focus is at, at, the, at the structure level. Now he probably has parks and, and has a ton of insight into that as well, but he literally is like, so he, he was, he's passed now, but he was so niche that he broke it down to very specific. They actually call them Lonnie deals. Um, but you know, he averaged probably $2,000 purchases on yeah. these mobile homes. Of course, there's a lot of variation there. He, you know, he, he went into other things, but a Lonnie deal is like this super low cost deal that he would then uh, do a lot of owner financing for. And it's, it's, it's a very interesting book. It, it opened my, my mind and my eyes to just the number of creative ways that as a real estate investor, you could do like, you know, ninja stuff. And, and it's, there's no right way to do real estate, right? There's, yeah. um, and, and if you think about it at a $2,000 a pop investment, that's pretty low risk. Uh, yeah. But I guess the other, the other way to look at that is, you're investing in two thousand dollar mobile homes, so there there may be some, you know, some uh, some uh, other other challenges, you know, some other side effects to that, other challenges to that. But anyhow, at the end of this book, uh, this specific one, I think it was his second book. It was I think uh, I forgot the name of his first book. It was something about 
wheels on deals, money on wheels or something like that. Yeah. But this one was called uh, making money with mobile homes. And, uh, you know, I, I really, I also really liked, there are a couple of times in the book where he went and started talking about like why invest and, and, you know, why, if, if you're, if, if you're not living the life that you want to live, then you can make umptillions of dollars and, and what's, what's the point. And so he was talking about his personal, him and his wife traveling the world and going to these different places and, and actually putting the money that they were making from their investments to work, not to work, but to, to enjoy the life that they wanted to live, which I thought was, you know, was really cool and insightful. And, uh, um, it, it helps to frame why you, why we do these things. And I think that sometimes gets lost, right? I think sometimes we lose why we invest and we just get, we just get trapped into the cycle of the deal and making money and whatever that is and really lose sight of the fact that, Hey, we should maybe enjoy life a little bit, enjoy the fruits of our labors. And uh, if you and I ever make money, then, you know, we can, we can, <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, he closed the book out and it was a, it was like a bonus chapter. And I think he did a, he gave a presentation, but it was called create your own economy. And it just was very insightful because he started going down the path of, Hey, what's, what's the economy. When he wrote this book, it was, uh, I believe it was post crash, uh, 2008 timeframe. I, you know, I don't, I don't recall, but it was around that time. And he was just highlighting that, you know, he hears all these reports from the country that the economy's in the tank and the sky is falling. It's terrible and unemployment and this and that. And he said, you know, he made a couple of points. One, he said, how much money has watching the night, light, nightly news ever created for you? Have you have you made a dime from watching the nightly news? Probably not. Uh, at least he hadn't. And he made a lot of dimes. But then he also highlighted, he said, I, I look at the economy, like I look at the weather, it's very local. So you could live in a part of the country that maybe, maybe unemployment's negligible. You know, maybe where you live, it's, 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 you know, super low, maybe it's lower than national average. And you may live in an area that is extremely high, you know, 15% plus unemployment, but it's very local. And so when you, when you get your information from things like a a national news source, there's a very good chance that it doesn't really apply to you uh, at, at the level of, of implication where it's going to impact your investment strategy. And I thought that was very, very insightful. Yeah, man. I mean, look at what's going on now with, and you can see all the headlines um, about, you know, interest rates increasing and, you know, affordability crisis and, you know, prices are starting to fall. Stuff is staying on the market longer. Uh, houses are, you know, now decreasing list price on the, on the, on the MLS and all this stuff. And I'm kind of seeing it a lot because, you know, I'm now in this realtor world, but you see it. If you go to bigger pockets, you see questions like, should I buy? Or um, when's the right time? Am I too late? You know, when's the next market crash going to happen? And it's all just like big world national level stuff, but man, there's so broad of, of, of a 
topic and, you know, the market, like what's the market doing? What's the economy doing? Well, a $2,000 mobile home in Pensacola, Florida is a very, very different market than a mountain home in, in Colorado. Uh, and, you know, syndicating an apartment complex is very different than, you know, buying a single family rental property in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so I think, you know, real estate investors in general need to reframe uh, their, their mindset and their thinking towards the economy, the market, um, and understand that, like, you might have to change your own economy a little bit to, you know, transition with what's going on. But, you know, as interest rates have increased, like, if you look at the, uh, like, 100 years of interest rates, like we're still pretty darn low in the grand scheme of things. I think like in the eighties, it was like 18% is like average or something like that. So when people are still investing right to that point, people were still real estate investors in the eighties. Yeah. And, and people were making money. It's just a numbers game, right? And it's very localizer. It just depends where, how you do it, where you do it, the strategy. I mean, it's not, it's not this one size fits all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I, I love, I love that, uh, that idea of like creating your own economy and like, and how, you know, what, what is your economy? Like your economy isn't United States of America, real estate. Like you have to, you have to niche it down a little bit and understand like what your economy really is and localize it to understand that. All right. Maybe my one strategy in this local market is going to be impacted a little bit from inflation or from interest rate hikes. But, um, you know, it's not, it's not this, like the world is going to fall kind of thing because of what yeah, they say I, on national news. Yeah. And you know, I, what, one thing I love that he, he kind of highlighted too, they, he said a lot of people make fun of him for being so old that he's BC, and him, BC was before computers, before cell phones, yeah. before, you know, and he said that the, the advantage that he had when he started investing is that he didn't have all this information at his fingertips. So he had to use his brain. That's, that's one of the things he said. He goes, you know, I had to use my brain and I actually had to critically think and, and do stuff. I didn't just have all this information on my, at my fingertips. And, and a lot of times I think when we have, all this stuff, all these resources, quote unquote resources, it really muddies one. It muddies the the waters a little bit because you lose sight of that very granular level of, of investing. But, but it also, it gives you ample opportunities for excuses, right? Oh, well, the economy is bad. So I'm not going to invest. Okay. I mean, that is, is that like that? That's just the, that's just the reason, you know, the economy is bad. Somebody, somebody told you, somebody told you whether the economy, (laughs) the economy is bad. I I assure you, there are a lot of people, a lot of people. And when you probably know some that are making a lot of money in this economy, whatever this economy means, right. (laughs) You know, in Denver, Colorado, where houses are so expensive and there, there are no deals and you can't do a flip here. I, I can promise you that people are doing flips and they're finding deals and, and they're, 
they're, they're impl- implementing strategies that they're making a lot of money. And then there are those that just also the other side of that coin is they use all these resources and they see those people making a lot of money. So then they jump into a deal and they lose their shirt. Yeah. And then it's now it's because the economy is terrible. I can never make money. Well, no, you, you also took, you went the other extreme and you saw somebody that probably spent a lot of due diligence and time to refine their, their craft and their trade. And you thought you could do it because it's easy money. And so, and then you lost your shirt. Well, there, there's, you know, there's advantages and there's disadvantages, but, but one advantage that we always have is our brain, Yeah, our brain and the ability to go out and put some effort and go figure out your market, go yeah. figure out your local, you know, what the local economy supports, doesn't support and the opportunities. There are always opportunities just because you can't find them. Doesn't mean they're not there. Right. It just means you're not looking hard enough or you're not looking in the right places or you're not talking to the right people. And, and I think that there's, it's just an interesting, it's an interesting concept that I really appreciated at the end of this book to create your own economy and, and to figure out, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's the, it's the whole idea with why we started our, our business in Milwaukee, because we were stationed in places like San Diego and Maryland. And you're like, dude, you can't, you know, well, I say you can't, there are people and, and there are investors I know in Maryland and in yeah. San Diego that are buying rental properties and, 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 and crushing it. Right. It just wasn't, I didn't have time to, to do that. And I didn't, not only did I not have time, but I chose that I did not have time to spend trying to figure out that market and do those investments. So we went somewhere else where we built a team and we're able to get different numbers and, and that has its own challenges. But the point is there's, there's opportunities everywhere and yeah. we need to turn off the news. You need to stop listening to uh, the things that are literally created and marketed to depress you <laughs> and yeah. to, to create outrage and anger and go do something productive. And whether that's taking that hour and just doing some study and investing in yourself from an education standpoint, or maybe it's getting in your car, driving your local, your local, uh, whatever your local area to figure out what those opportunities are, you know, do that, that, that'll, that'll have a direct contribution to your, to your, uh, to your bank account and to your satisfaction or whatever it is you're trying to do, uh, much greater than, you know, whatever talking head is telling you the opinions that you should have. Cause that's what they're feeding you that night. I like it, man. Good stuff. I wasn't really that dumb. I wouldn't say it, I wouldn't say it was like a deep thought, but it wasn't that dumb. Well, I would say yeah. it's deep in that I've not looked at this, but I may look at this after we I'll probably forget to look at it by the time we uh, stop recording and I'll probably lose complete interest in it because I really don't <laughs> care. But I think if you look at news, national news ratings and see how many millions, millions of people uh, dial in to watch every night, I think that would be pretty informative and that number would be um, pretty stinking high. And in my mind, that's, you know, I know people, you know, people oh, yeah. that they watch this junk and then they want to talk to you about it the next day. And that's all that you talk about. Yeah. And I just don't have time for that, man. I don't have time for any of that. Yeah. They, they just regurgitate what they heard the night before. Oh man. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to give the impression that I'm down on current event that I, that I hate on current events or that I think that uh, understanding, you know, geopolitical situations is a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. 
what I'm saying is that unless that's your specific intent with your reading and where you spend your time and your critical thinking, if you are critical thinking about it, these things, uh, there's, there's definitely better places to go. Concur, sir. Concur. Concur. You, on the other hand, uh, pretty sure that everything you said was dumb. <laughs> All right. Go create your own economy. Figure it out. Don't watch the news. Or if you do watch the news, then be dumb. And be don't be deep, but you're dumb. Oh, man, that was all super dumb. <laughs> no. Be intentional. Oh. And yeah. if your intentionality is dumb, then uh, not really be deep at that point. <laughs> oh. Good luck with your COVID. Stop coughing in your mic. It's going to be completely embedded with COVID. Sorry. And you're going to give it to yourself over and over and over again. Feel better for him. Bye-bye. Bye.